Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Well, welcome to another episode of Box Talk. I am here with yet another affiliate. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. My name is Chanel Miller. I'm the owner of Raleigh CrossFit in Raleigh, North Carolina. Awesome. Well, Chanel, thank you so much for just sitting down with me today. It's awesome to be here. You got a got a great box and a brick building. It's beautiful. Um, and I'd love to just start off by hearing your story, you know, how you came to own um, this gym and came to know about CrossFit and just get on this road to where you are today. Sure. Yeah. Um, wow. It, it's been a journey for sure, <laughs> uh, but I think that's the case with everyone. Um, I'd say initially my, my CrossFit journey probably initially started with my goal to become a police officer and um, I initially I eventually did become a police officer but um, I had heard and sort of followed online at crossfit.com and at that time I mean some people may not remember but crossfit was still fairly underground at that time there weren't a ton of affiliates around um, and I was living in Milford Connecticut and um, I moved up there from Raleigh actually and um, had quit my job at NC State and moved up there and didn't really have, uh, I didn't have a job, so I was still in pursuit of some things that I wanted to do and um, decided to go back to school and study criminology uh, to help with the police work thing and saw that CrossFit was something that I should maybe look into in terms of the physical demands of the police academy and, of course, being a police officer in general. So... um, kind of started following it a little bit more and I was really nervous to be honest Uh, I didn't think that it was something that I could do at all but to me I said I will have to figure out a way to really prepare myself physically to do well in the academy and to do well on the preparatory uh, examinations to even get accepted as into the academy. So, so your driving force was really like to be prepared and be able to yeah, do I didn't want to be goal. I didn't want to waste my time doing yeah. any of the application process if I wasn't going to do well in the physical exam um, and then also beyond that if I was to be selected to join the academy to do well in the academy um, and so randomly in Milford, Connecticut I was at Bank of America at the ATM and there was a guy in front of me really tall guy and he was wearing a red crossfit shirt and I wish I could remember what it said on the back I really do but I remember it was white writing and it said crossfit milford at some point on it but it had like a phrase and I and I said to him hey do you do crossfit I I'm just moved here I'm looking to try it and he was like oh yeah actually um there's one right down the road, CrossFit Milford, um, and I own it. I just opened it, <laughs> and he, at the time he had just opened it, it was um, another, under another name at the time, um, and his name is Jason Layden, who many of you probably know, uh, but at the time his place was, you know, I don't even know how many members he had, but he was like, just come on, well, you know, like, you only have to pay, just try three classes, and if you like it, we'll set it up and you can start training. So I said, okay, and super nervous, showed up and, and did a class, um, and I know that there was, it might be blurry now, but it was 
definitely thrusters were in there. (laughs) I swear it was Fran, but I don't know if that was the first workout or one of the first three, but it was in there for sure. Um, Oh my goodness. But it was hard and I know I did too much weight. And, um, but anyway, so that's, that's how I initially got involved. Mm -hmm. And I continued to do that with, um, CrossFit Milford for just a little bit because I ended up, um, getting, uh, getting selected to be in the police academy. So I had to move, well, uh, yeah, so I had to move down to Raleigh to start that. So I didn't really get, I trained with, um, with them for maybe two months. Uh, I don't remember the exact length of time, but then when I moved down here, I did CrossFit while I... But they got you started. Absolutely. After that Bank of America visit. The Bank of America ATM was where it all started. Changed your life. You you just never know, you know, and it's sort of, at the time, it was definitely out of my comfort zone to even say anything to someone, but I knew it's sort of like a little underlying pressure to say, you got to do something, don't be scared going to be a police officer you certainly can't be scared all the time so that's actually a really good point you're gonna need to get get your act together and do something about it stop stop giving excuses to uh to not do it Mm. there you have that um so then you moved to raleigh yep moved back to raleigh in 2008 and um did the police uh academy went through that um and then was a police officer until 2010 and I kind of always still in the back of my mind thought, uh, along with um, my wife and business partner, Kim, that we would want to, she also started doing CrossFit at CrossFit Milford. Um, oh, and okay. um, thankfully I had someone to do it with me. <laughs> Talk uh, you through that fear yeah. and those thrusters. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, we, we had a goal in mind to, to become a CrossFit affiliate. Hmm. And so that kind of, you know, as I went through the police, the police force and did the work with them, it still was in the back of my mind that, that was something I wanted to do. So we, we sought out the means and decided to figure out how to do it. And we applied and, you know, pretty much, thankfully, there was not a CrossFit Raleigh in, in Raleigh at the time. And so unlike a lot of people now who apply, they have to wait a long time to get their names approved. Uh, we did not. And, um opened up in December of 2010. So we've been an affiliate for, uh, we'll be going on six years here pretty soon. Wow. Oh my gosh. And look at where you are now. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, pretty, pretty phenomenal because it's really scary when you have to, you don't know how it's going to be and you have no experience or I didn't, um, being a CrossFit coach at all. Uh, at that time I did do CrossFit on my own um, as much as I could throughout the police academy and then once I was a police officer a little bit here and there, but I mostly did it at my own house because it, of scheduling, it's really tough to get in, um, get in training at an actual CrossFit facility. Um, so I kind of had to figure out how to be a CrossFit athlete all over again, but also more importantly, an owner and a coach. So um, that's where things turn. So I quit my job as a police officer um, and then full-time. CrossFit Raleigh, Raleigh CrossFit. (laughs) Wow. So what has it been like since opening to now where we are today? Like, can you kind of walk me through that journey and how you guys have grown? Because I'm, you know, where you started out and now where you are. Can you kind of tell me how you were able to do that and and grow and find success? We initially started out doing um, kind of feeding off a boot camp. 
an outdoor boot camp. And um, I mean, we advertised, obviously we tried to promote CrossFit, but to get athletes in the door, that was initial. So a lot of our, we had a good um, base of boot campers who decided we convinced them <laughs> hardcore that yes, you can do CrossFit. And um, I remember one day I just took a bunch of PVC pipes out and I said, we're gonna do CrossFit. And they had no idea that they were doing it with the PVC pipes. Um, and then, you know, you and I were chatting earlier about Raleigh growing, and it really has been growing in terms of population, not just in density and population, but really the demographic, um, like where people are from, where they're coming from, and I think all of that along with the acceptance of CrossFit is not so uh, underground anymore, made more mainstream, and really realizing that they can do it um, but you know initially we were in 800 square feet and we had one pull-up rig that had like six spaces and we had two rowers I think maybe three and they were all used none of them were new and we had very minimal equipment um, and so you just kind of did what you can do and really though within probably six months we had we were busy and um, our class size pretty much outgrew the space Hmm. so we um, just had to relocate and now we're here at this space so we've been here since 2011 okay how big is this space well the overall building itself is 10,000 square feet but that's not usable space Um, we have it's two separate rooms so the main room is probably about six mm-hmm. usable, 6,000 square feet usable space, and then they have the bathrooms and changing rooms and storage area mm-hmm. in the middle there, um, and the other room, uh, you know, you're talking about three to four. Okay. But, um, you know, we try to we try to use it all <laughs> yeah. as much as we can. Every little bit gets used in yeah, some way. Get every corner, get every corner. That's right. Um, I know you just said, like, talking about, you know, the changing demographic. Have you had to change, like, your business in any way to like cater to these different audiences that might be coming into the city like I mean was there something that you did at first that doesn't work now with the demographics Mm. no I would say my first response is no the gut my gut feeling is no but in some way the dynamic changes because in the beginning people didn't know what CrossFit was yeah and they really, so there's a lot more teaching of what yeah. it was. Um, so we had to teach them what it was and, you know, not convince because I don't think anyone should be convinced. They can try mm-hmm. it on their own and experience that. But for them to realize that it's entirely possible for them to do and this dream of using a barbell to do fitness isn't so far-fetched. Um, but I do think that as things shift with CrossFit being more recognizable as a means of fitness that you or we find that we have more people come in to say I know about CrossFit I want to try it or I have seen it on TV or I've done it somewhere else yeah and that last category is the biggest one because Mm. I mean rarely would you get someone to drop in I mean, maybe 
I don't know, one or two a month. And right now, there's way more than that. I mean, over the course of last weekend, I think I answered probably 10 emails for drop-ins, which is awesome. That tells you the growth of CrossFit in general. Yeah. Because if they, then then just think of like the number of people traveling to your city. So of those people traveling to your city, how many are doing CrossFit and how many are looking to do a workout somewhere? So I think that that has changed. The dynamic has changed in that regard. People know about it. They've done it somewhere else and maybe they want to start training at your facility because they moved here from somewhere else where they were doing CrossFit. So that's, it's really unique to find that. I think um, maybe, I mean, if you said, I do yoga. Okay, well, there's a lot of yoga studios you can go to. There's different types of yoga in one city versus another city. But are you trying to, like, do people really seek out to have a yoga home? Maybe. But people do seek out to have a CrossFit home when they're not home where they usually train or if they move somewhere else, which is which is really special. Mm. So. Okay. No, that makes sense. And have you um, had to, like, adapt to the number of drop-ins that has consistently risen? Like, have you learned how to better handle drop-ins versus, like, when you were only getting one or two a month to maybe, like, 10 emails that you got last weekend? Like, has there been a difference in how you've handled drop-ins since that time? Well, we have an electronic waiver now. Yes, uh, isn't that nice? <laughs> so that's great. It's, yeah. it's time-saving a little bit, um, you know, in a way to file that online instead of having a paper version. I'd say that's the biggest thing. Okay. Um, but, no, we've maintained how much we charge. I mean, we do a $15 drop-in, or if you buy a shirt, it's $25. Um, and we welcome everyone the same way. Yeah whether they email me ahead of time or not, or if they just, you know, show up. Of course, it's always nice to show up early, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, people. So you're not in a rush. Um, They're running in three minutes after classes started. I just got out of my meeting. I want to get a workout in. And, you know, we try to accommodate that. But it's, um, I'd say that's that's the biggest thing. And Mm -hmm. um, having it, you know, on an iPad. I mean, I don't think that there were even iPads back. I mean, I'd have to look, but 2000. And 10, I don't know if there are iPads yet. So the ability to do it on some sort of tablet is really nice, or even a laptop for that matter. Um, But the software just wasn't there Mm -hmm. um, in terms of being applicable to just CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing. Yeah, for sure. So I'm kind of curious, you know, with these six years of experience under your belt, like what have maybe been some of the biggest lessons you've learned in growing your business and running your business and, you know, just... Having it not fail. <laughs> so, well, I, I think about that question a lot actually mm-hmm. because I think with CrossFit growing, we have more affiliates in the area, which is great. Um, as long as the city can sustain that, then everyone's good. And if everyone plays nice with each other and is, you know, amicable, then that's good. It's better for everybody that you just respect one another. And, I, and we have that in Raleigh to, to this point. Um, that's awesome to hear. And, and I know that isn't always the case wherever you go. Um, so I'd like to see that stay the same. But in kind of thinking, when I think about, well, how, how and why are we who we are? And how do we continue to be fortunate to be in this position to be the place that people want to go and that they feel comfortable here and they want to be here? 
Well, I think it goes back to addressing those issues, those concerns. I want to be here. I feel comfortable here. Um, I love working out here. And I think, to me, when I think about what my business goals were in the beginning and what they are now are the same. To make it a fun place to work out, to make it a family atmosphere, to make it welcoming for everyone, whether you're an athlete here, someone who's trying it for the first time, or someone who's visiting from somewhere else. Um, upholding a standard of, of excellence, really, and what that means to, to Kim and I, and also what that means to our coaches. Um, so having a coaching staff, owners, but also a community that gets it. So to have, when we do our foundations classes and teach them, this is, these are our goals for you, these are our objectives. What are your goals for you? And now let's blend them together. This is what you're going to expect from Rally CrossFit on our end of the, the deal. You're investing your time, you're investing your money, and you're investing yourself in us. We are thankful for the opportunity to be able to provide the avenue to help you reach your goals. So not steering away from that and not getting caught up in the money um, of it. Of course, it's a business, so there's money involved. And I'm sorry about the phone ringing. Hopefully they picked that up. There we go. Yay. Um, so not getting caught up in the money side of it to say that your end decisions have to be money related. You can find a balance between what's important and what your goals are and the money side of it. It's a business, like I said. So, yeah, we have to make sure that... You have to pay the bills. That's right. <laughs> that, you know, you're you're not losing money. Yeah. So if you are, what, why? Um, and what can you do to fix that, of yeah. course. But really just believing in what your goals are with your affiliate. And as I said in the beginning those I haven't wavered from that and sometimes it's not easy to have to say to certain people this is the way that we do it you don't have to like it that's okay it, but this is the way we do it so you want you need we need you to be on board with that and that goes from the athletes to the coaching staff and I don't mean to say that in a mean way at all I just want I'm very transparent with what you're going to expect these are the things I'm going to provide for you. If I'm not providing those things for you, then it's not a good match for us. And you may be able to find that match somewhere else. And that is totally okay. Um, and that goes from, like I said, from the athletes to the coaches and, and whatever. And um, it's it's hard to, um, to be in that position to have to say those things sometimes, make decisions, but those decisions affect everyone. Um, and like I told, tell the coaches all the time, I mean, it, it's a team. We're all a team. We're all in it because we love helping people do things that make them happy. We want them to be safe when they're moving. We want them to have a great time. We want them to smile when they walk out the door. Um, and if that's not happening, then something's not right. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out a way to, to make that happen. 
sure. And I think it's interesting what you said about, like, setting those expectations so people know exactly what to expect when they come and, like, what to get out of training and business. Like, did, you, did you have those expectations from the very get-go? Yeah. You did? Yeah. How did, you, how did you form them? Uh, I think – I just – I think my background mm-hmm. in, in marketing – I went to school for marketing, but then I did public relations with sports teams – um, public and community relations with sports teams from professional to collegiate but then also growing up in a military house and being in the police department there you know so if you're looking at it from a marketing standpoint you know that you have to be pleasing your business needs to be pleasurable for people to want to come back every day they can't hate um, it every day <laughs> right and you know like people just you don't get return customers if they don't like it yeah um, if they do I mean that's just silly. Why would you go back to a place you don't like and you're spending money there, right? So that goes for any business. Um, but fostering a community that feeds off one another, mm-hmm. they're, they're happy to be around one another, mm-hmm. trying to build those relationships and maintain those relationships mm-hmm. without making it like high school, um, <laughs> you know, is tough. Um, but yeah. So that plays a role, but I think um, organizationally, certainly... Paying attention to details mm-hmm. is really important, um, and I think that my background with um, media relations and then also combining that sort of like a marketing fun standpoint with, look, if you don't behave a certain way and do certain activities while you're a police officer, your life and other people's lives depend mm-hmm. on it. So if you screw up, something bad's going to happen. So the thing, just having that innate, those two innate backgrounds really in, for what we have at Rally CrossFit, and for what I want, works for us. So, um, but I think also like my own and Kim's personalities with the way we like to work out, and that's just to have fun. So, yeah. no pressure, just do what you can do on that day. Yeah. So it kind of all pools together. That. <laughs> it's this big, massive thing that is Rally CrossFit. That's, yeah, well, that's my unofficial assessment of it. I don't know. Um, I don't have a professional opinion on it. Nah. Yeah, you know, a owner, you can, it works. <laughs> Whatever, I mean, I, I would like to think that people also believe that people, meaning the athletes that train with us and the coaches, and that they're all, that they believe in us and um, as a CrossFit. And that's, mm-hmm. to me, the most important thing is to be a family within our CrossFit community and that they're happy where they're at. Yeah. If you're not, then let's find a way to make you happy. <laughs> yeah, whether it's whether it's here or that's right or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So no, that's for sure. Um, and I think it's interesting. You have a marketing background. Has that been helpful? I think in some way, yeah. I mean, really only extended through college, but then doing the media relations with sports teams. I mean, I started doing that in um, let's see, ninety eight, ninety nine. Um, I worked with the WNBA for a couple years, and then I was at Fresno State for a few years, and then I was at NC State, and then I was with the U.S. Tennis Association. So you get a lot of um, – you do, you have to develop a relationship with people mm-hmm. and fans, if you will. Um, but what are the people looking for mm-hmm. and what drives them to enjoy sports mm-hmm. um, is certainly applicable if you work with sports teams. And um, – 
you know, working with website stuff and you said, honestly, I don't even, I wasn't even on Facebook when I did media relations. I don't, I'm sure it was around. I don't know. Um, but I didn't, you know, so like the social media side of it, I've had to do self, self-taught stuff. Yeah. I do a lot of reading and research on my own and that kind of stuff. So when I was in school, right, uh, <laughs> what everyone says, when I did marketing, social media wasn't even on the agenda. Yeah. Not even on the radar. So hmm. opening up this business has certainly required that. And it's a huge part of what we do. Yeah, it's like word of mouth, social media. That's how you get people to know about your gym. Yeah, so. a lot of it is for sure. Wow, man. Yeah, it's just adapting to that. Well, and mm-hmm. just speaking of like learning... I know every time I talk to you, we always just kind of happen to get on the subject of education just mm-hmm. because you have a lot of it. You've, you've done quite a few things in terms of, like, building your, um, I don't know, training resume, could you say, maybe? I was just kind of curious about, you know, if you could tell us a little bit more about um, some of your, your education that you've pursued in order to better yourself as a coach and as a business owner. Just maybe kind of like an overview of what you've done. Um, maybe we can hit on a couple um, as we talk. Sure. Uh, well, of course, the requirement before you even apply is to have a level one <laughs> certification. Well, good. I'm glad you have that. Uh, and so big hit there. And I actually just did my research this past April. Oh, fun. Um, so that's a milestone, right? Yeah. You have to wait five years to do that and um, was able to do that. And it's cool to be able to, to rehash that a little bit. Um, and then from there, you know, it becomes, well, I don't think I should do any Olympic lifting programming until I actually know how to do and coach (laughs) Olympic lifts. So I did the USA weightlifting sports performance coach weightlifting course and have maintained that. Um, And this past year, not even year, this past July, um, I did the advanced performance coach certification with that. So now, oh wow, that's great. That was a great um, certification to do. but there's a, a, a wide spectrum and just gymnastics, defense, um, endurance, goals, powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are, some of those are specific to CrossFit and some of those are outside of that. Um, I think it's good to have a wide variety of things. Um, and the more you know, the, the better coach you can be. And there's, I mean, there are so many things you can do to make yourself a better coach and a better person in general um so there's no ceiling to doing those and if you can afford it and you can do it then by all means do those things um so it you know there's a lot of um weightlifting courses in there seminars different clinics that have been to that have either been you know an hour or seminars that are weekend seminars Mm -hmm. some of them i've traveled um a great distance for um one was one in Paris, which was the CrossFit defense one, but it just so happened to coincide with our vacation there. So <laughs> we were like, why not? If we're going to be in Paris, why not do, you know, with Tony Blauer, we'll do the, the CrossFit defense course that, um, that's funny, the CrossFit there. And so we did that. Wow. So that was neat to experience mm-hmm. in a, a certification with a different language. Uh, but yeah, so I think all of those things have helped. And I think it's super important to not, not be stagnant at all with yeah. things um, but once and once you get in it's fun anyway to meet new yeah. people share stories just, you mean like once you get in the seminar share yeah. stories with people when you go into seminars meet new people share stories exchange um, contact information network a little bit probably those. even learn from them oh absolutely 
ask them questions about what are you doing? For sure, because a lot of people do travel great distances and meet all up in one spot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So how do you even go about deciding where to start? Because like you said, there's so many options. Like in one thing you said with Olympic lifting, it's like you wanted to get that because you thought you shouldn't teach it Mm -hmm. until you knew more about it. Right. But how do you go about deciding about where to put your time and money? What interests you? First, I think is a good indication of what you should follow. If you don't have any interest at all in powerlifting, then that's not going to help you if your gym, if your affiliate doesn't want to go in that direction. Or maybe it it does. So maybe you just do the basic one. You do a basic CrossFit. At the time, it was CrossFit powerlifting. I don't think it's called that anymore. But um, do that if you want to expand it like we do. We have a barbell club. So I said, well... Let's get USA, um, USA uh, powerlifting certified. So I did that, and okay. so that was great because you need to know how to do a competition if you're going to coach athletes to do it. Yeah. Because um, yeah, otherwise, you couldn't teach them the standards that they need to know. That's right. Yeah, and, it, and so that's important um, location where they're at mm-hmm. and cost. Can you yeah. afford it? Not just in cost and money, but time. Can you break away from your affiliate for a weekend and a half? to do that and some people just aren't in a position to be able to do that so as we as things grew and more time became available we you sort of chunk that out and you, mm-hmm. you can do what you can do if you can do one cert a year or two certs whatever mm-hmm. then do that if you can only I did um, an eat to perform certification online and I just did what I could do I could you could take the exams and learn the material on your own time and okay you just chunk it out that way so I've done online certifications as well and you just that was an, that was, was I was going to say nightmare but nightmare's not a nice word <laughs> that was a struggle to do that because I was doing the advanced uh, weightlifting course and that one at the same time oh my goodness um, trying to study for the advanced course test and then do that I don't know if that was a good decision or not <laughs> but it did force me to stay on track yes and get it done so, so you're like I only have so much time for each of these yeah because the babies are only going to sleep for <laughs> yeah. an hour and a half at a time so I have to be focused online for an hour before they wake up from their nap but and that's true um, so you just time and what you can devote to it and what interests you and what your long-term goals yeah, interests you and probably would you say also like where your your affiliate is going and what your affiliate wants, right? Yeah, I mean you don't. We wanted a bar. I always wanted to have a barbell. Club. Okay. And so, so your passion led you down that road. I really wanted to get better at powerlifting. I don't personally do powerlifting competitions, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to support the athletes that do, um, and we do have that now, and that's grown as well. So that's not something that your affiliate is geared for or even has interest in. And, that's okay. Yeah. Be true to what you you want your affiliate to do. Don't, and I was thinking of this earlier, don't get caught up in the race to do everything. Yeah. Because um, you can, can't do everything well. Yeah, you can, you really can't. So, I like I said earlier, I wanted to be a good Olympic weightlifting coach. And maybe I am and maybe I'm not. Depends on who you ask. But <laughs> um, I certainly wanted to, to try. Yeah. And you still continue to try to be good at what you want to be good at mm-hmm. so um if that's your passion yeah. you go for it and put in the hours and put in the time to, to make that happen mm-hmm. interesting so i'm curious like have you ever had any programs that you've started and just haven't taken off um 
that's tough. There have been classes, we tried to do a conditioning class, and that's because people asked for it. They said, no, we just want a conditioning class. We just want it. I don't want to do barbell stuff. just want to do conditioning. I said, okay. So we wedged out time, and I said, well, we'll do it for two months. And if we don't get enough people that want to do it, then we'll, we won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and they just... It wasn't what they thought it was going to be. I think that they really, um, wow. they were kind of bored. And I said, well, this is conditioning. You know, this is a 20-minute, for example, a 20-minute AMRAP of, you know, wall ball and running. But it didn't have the same appeal. They were so, I think, used to doing barbell work and other things that it almost seemed boring. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But that's not to say that maybe I didn't promote it the right way. I didn't dedicate enough time to making it what they wanted it to be. Maybe I didn't understand what they wanted it to be. So I, I put the, I put that on me as well. Um, but also it could just be that, hey, look, we tried it. It wasn't for our gym. It didn't work out. So, yeah. okay, you gave it a shot and it didn't work out. So mm-hmm. what? No one's, no harm, no foul. And We've also done boot camps outdoors, and there are so many of those in Raleigh now that I just just continued doing those. But we did those for a couple years, and we were successful when we did them. Yeah. But it was really kind of zapping our energy out from our coaching staff Mm. and, um, you know, having to be outdoors and then also come back. And it was a lot of things going on. And then Mm. it's just not where I wanted to to dedicate energy to this, you know, dedicate energy and time to. So I just discontinued it. Mm. It wasn't a failure. I just didn't. In it yeah no I just was curious because you know sometimes people get caught up in like wanting to offer everything so and then I programs fail so I was just kind of curious if you ever had that yeah so yeah absolutely yeah I, I mean yeah, in terms of offering a class yeah yeah no for sure but we've had other things that have that continued to do really well I mean we have we have an Olympic lifting course that we offer that's separate we do that twice a year and it's eight weeks wow. and that's a, a big um big course that everyone asks to do and they want to do and we limit the number of participants we're fortunate to be able to have a dedicated olympic lifting area uh-huh. so we have a coach um coach zach myself and um, a couple of other coaches chip in and he pretty much i give the programming and he runs the show he coaches that and he loves doing that and um and the athletes have really felt um they can enjoy the workouts more now mm-hmm. without the pressure of trying to learn the movements. We get a little more dedicated focus on it. Okay. So that's been a very, and our CrossFit Kids program has been awesome since we opened. We were the, well, at the time we opened, we were the only CrossFit Kids program in Raleigh. Um, wow. And we started doing the kids program in 2011. And we, we expanded the kids program to a teen program now. Oh, cool. So now we have two groups. The teen program is through the roof and that has to do a lot with I mean I ran I did it a lot when I was more full-time coaching um you know I pretty much did all of it um because that's what you do when you're the owner uh, when you're first starting out (laughs) you do everything you don't have the support staff but um Mm -hmm. it was great and and now we have a you know coach Ben who's who's taken that under his wings and has done a tremendous job with it and the kids Mm -hmm. love him and you know, the program won't be a success unless the kids love it and the parents yeah. have to trust you 
so that's a success and so I love that for them it's not something that I was able to do growing up for those kids that don't have a full-time support, this is something that they can excel at. And it also complements those kids who do have full-time supports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a good point where it's like some kids might not be able to get into sport in high school or something, but they do CrossFit. Yeah. It's just like a new opportunity for them. We have a few We have a few kids who are like that, and then wow. I'd say 30% are like that, and then the other ones, they do it in their off-season or they do it in addition to... Yeah, they supplement it. ...what they already yeah. do. So, and we only do the kids program twice a week. Um, okay. And that's what works for us okay. right now. Yeah. Has that been like trial and error figuring out how many times a week you want to do it? Yes. We've tried to do three. Okay. Um, cause the kids love it so much. They beg us to do it. But then oh. what happens is, um, their time is just zapped. Yeah. You know, they've got all these other activities in addition to school and then, you know, the parents of course have activities that they're doing I mean, yeah, the parents have to, to bring like, them <laughs> right or their caregivers or whoever comes by yeah uh, you know so it, it's like the I want to do a third day and we think we talk about it um but it's just time wise for uh, for both sides it just doesn't ever work out and we have we've tried it but to me it's still a success when we continue to bring in kids and, mm. and grow the team program we now have to have two coaches for the team program. Oh, There's that many seriously? teams do it. And we cap it oh. at age 15. So if you're 16, you can join the adult classes. Oh, but, okay. Um, it's still a huge group. And you need two coaches in there now. So that's wow. pretty, pretty awesome. What do you think has grown it so much? You know, I ask that question <laughs> when they come in and ask them why and how they... Because we actually have a lot of athletes in our CrossFit team group that don't have parents who train with us. They just oh, really? come in and work out on their own. Huh. Uh, yeah, and I find that really interesting. And they just say, well, I was looking for fitness programs, and CrossFit came up, and I've heard about it. And so, we, you know, you're, we're kind of still only the only one in the area that does it mm-hmm. um, or that has been around for so long doing it. So... They just bring them in. The kids love it, and they keep coming back. Wow. So They were looking for fitness programs? I didn't do that when I was a teenager. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. and some of them say, well, I want my son or daughter to get better at the sport that they're doing. Yeah. So in the off-season, I want them doing something else that's not for sport. And that's, to me, that's smart. That's good. Um, but I also go back to, will you come in and try the class? Let your, let your child try the class because we want them to enjoy it. Yeah. So... And come and observe so you know exactly what's going on with what we're doing. Because it's totally different than being on sports teams. Sports teams, when they're young, they're not, most kids aren't lifting weights. They're not using barbells and dumbbells and kettlebells and doing pull-ups and a rower. Most kids don't have that at their school. So parents need to see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, And we encourage that so they know. And ultimately the kids, they, they all love it. We haven't had very many kids leave that, that don't. So, and we, I also find it very, um, it's super great to have the kids build confidence from doing it. And that's a huge benefit, a huge benefit, um, huge, like more than just seeing them get stronger. Yeah, they let, they will see muscles and they like that, <laughs> but what they don't get yet is that they're getting that positive experience and because it's so adaptable to every level of kid I mean 
they can all do it. And it's if you have a kid who just you know they're ashamed at like their gym class or they don't have a sport that they excel at, they're not a great swimmer, but they can come into CrossFit, get stronger and better and have fun, and there's no there's no judging, there's no pressure. You're all on the team. Right? Yeah. You don't have to worry about making the team. There's no, there's no, like, MVP. There's, no, just show yeah. up. We're all, and because you're all working together, mm-hmm. there's not a, we don't focus on it, maybe some people do, but we just want you to work, just do what you, you, you can do. And we're going to teach you how to get better at it, right? So just come. And they don't get caught up in, well, I see, you know, this person scoring five goals in one game, and I'm over here on the bench watching you're not contrib- you're contributing in the sense of team spirit and camaraderie, but you're not out there in the field. When you're doing a CrossFit workout, you're all doing it together. You're yeah. not sitting on the bench. So it's 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 unique in that way. And I think that that transfers over to the adult classes too. Mm-hmm. It's the same, same. We hope that it's the same <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah. I don't. We try to. In the beginning, I said when we talk in foundations, we try to teach everyone that. Do not worry about what's going on next to you. The coaches are going to be coaching you to, to move safely. They're going to help you advance. They're going to bring you back down to where you need to be if you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. But don't worry about what John is doing mm-hmm. to your right and what Mary is doing to your left. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're a male or you're a female. You know, I don't care if you're 55 or 25. Mm-hmm. Just come in here and... We're all on the same team. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I just, I never thought about it like that where, I mean, kids, you know, you'll go to practice, you know, practice, but then when it gets to the game, sometimes you sit on the bench, you don't play versus. Well, even at practice. Even at practice. Sometimes, sometimes. you don't play. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, you scrimmage, it's like, no, you go sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you play team sports, that's the way it is. Yeah. Or, you know, even, even individual with tennis or swimming and, you know, swimming can that it's a team sport, but it's also individual, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it can be disheartening for, for kids, and mm-hmm. I hope, I'd like to think that that's not the case with the CrossFit program. Yeah. Well, the more people I talk to that are doing, like, teens or kids programs, a lot of it comes, like, to, like, no, there's a confidence benefit. Like, we're really building confidence and helping kids, like, realize they can do this. And what fitness is. And outside of the physical side of it, we're also teaching them how to set goals, yeah. how to track their own progress. We talk about, you know, mobility and nutrition and mm-hmm. anatomy and physiology and, and, and things like that that all play a role in that. So, you know, there, I was just talking to Coach Ben the other day, who's our kids' coach, and um, I said, you may not know in that moment just made a memory for that kid what you said to him or her they may remember that forever forever that could be you just said hey that is the best looking clean I've ever seen you do and they may remember that 10 years from now and they have no idea that they're gonna but they may be teaching a kid how to do a clean one day and they're gonna say I remember when coach Ben taught me how to do my first clean and so to me, that's an extraneous benefit of the program and something that we focus on, for sure. Mm. Like, what a powerful thing to hear, too. I don't know, for your coaches. Like, 
impact that they're having, you know, Coach Ben is having on these on these kids. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a lot of work to coach. He does back-to-back kids, so he does little kids and the big kids after that, and it's draining. Yeah. It's not only physically draining because their attention span is so different and you have to break things down in a different way. Um, it's similar to doing the adults, but, you know, it's high energy. Those kids just been in school all day. And they've got, they're bottled up, man. They are ready to explode. <laughs> they're and like, bring it on. <laughs> to, to have to, it's a different kind of focus. And they, they do require that. And, you know, when you when you put a lot of energy into it and a lot of effort to helping them and you're really invested in, in providing that atmosphere for them, um, it, it should be something that you understand. That you, you can't have a crappy day as a coach with them. There's no room for that. There's no room for it in the adult <laughs> classes either. But they're not going to get that. They come because they look forward to seeing Coach Ben. They look forward to seeing the other kids that are in the class with them. And so to understand what happens in 10 years from now, you should absolutely get that. And I try to remember that whenever I'm also teaching them how to be coaches. So... Yeah, and um, speaking of kind of like on that term, like, do you guys do like a education, continuing education for your coaches? Like when you're teaching them, do you like teach them what you learn from seminars? I'm curious how that works. So, well, to begin with, our our coaches have to all go through a mentorship program with us. Okay. And depending on how much time they can commit to it, it's broken up into different phases. Okay. One phase one, they just observe, and then phase two, they can start participating in terms of um, working with the newer athletes to help them with different things and then they'll start leading warm up and then they'll start taking over a class um, and that's all based on you know I'll have them work with me or they work with another veteran coach um, and then you know not just coaching but they're required to do the fundamentals uh, or the foundations classes or those participate in that um, and it's also super important that they get experience working with the athletes. Um, I'd prefer to have someone who knows our community rather than hiring someone outside of the group because uh, that's also beneficial. They just get it. I don't have to, I don't have to teach that. Um, so it, so they do that. We also provide um, for our full-time coaches and we do help when we can with other seminars and certifications in terms of money. Um, but we do provide a, a stipend for our full-time coach, so Coach Ben gets stipend to assist with his um, certifications and credentials, and um, other different seminars and things we've also assisted with our coaches to do, like the, when Pendlay was doing certifications or whatever, we, we would help when we could with that. Um, and it's certainly encouraged, and we require all of our coaches to be CPR and AED certified, so we pay for that. Um, okay. And because to me, that's an investment in making sure that the facility is safe and they feel comfortable dealing with an emergency. Because yeah. not everyone comes from that kind of a background, so. No, I'm sure not everyone thinks about it like that. So. Yeah. I mean, what what happens if someone faints during a workout or yeah. dislocates a shoulder? Or God forbid. But things can happen and you need to be mentally prepared as to what you're going to do. So that's a requirement for every person on our coaching staff. And in total, Mm -hmm. we have, including myself and Kim, 12. Wow. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a lot to keep up on. Yeah. We got it. We got it. <laughs> hey, you guys are doing good. Six years bit, later. A little out of time. Just a little bit. So, well, awesome. Well, I think those are all the questions I'd really want to ask you. Anything else, though, that so we're chatting you want to say? Just... No, I mean, just be true to yourself. Mm. Don't get caught up in what the next best CrossFitter is pitching and ads. Um, remember that what works in Raleigh isn't necessarily going to work in Gaylord, Michigan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Recognize what's going good for you. Recognize what you enjoy doing and put your effort to that. And don't get caught up in what other people are telling you to do. Um, Because ultimately, you're the one that's going to have to put in the time, the money, mental um, focus so you know and just have fun yeah. when it's not fun it's, it's time to it's time to leave because <laughs> uh, you're just going to make everyone else grumpy around you and people will catch on that so um, you know make a few signs say slap the sign on the way in because right now you're about to give all you've got and, um, and just just smile smile on the way out and remember you did good today yeah, literally make those signs because they're awesome. Well, great. Well, Shell, thank you so much just sure. for sitting down, chatting. Appreciate it. I think you had some good little tidbits in there. So hopefully people will just like be thinking and be wondering and pondering how they can make their own gym better. Thanks. It's been uh, a nice opportunity for me to share my story. And I have to be honest, six years ago, I never would have thought I'd be sitting in front of a a friend, I would say we are now at this point. We've chatted together for so many uh, different so many, stories. I just keep calling you. I won't um, leave you alone. <laughs> but yeah, it's been great to be able to share that. And I just really hope that a little bit can help someone else. Yeah. Um, but certainly what goes well for me isn't going to work for everyone. And I, I totally get that. But um, you just hope your words will inspire thought and hopefully from get that the thoughts thought rolling. Action. That's all it takes. Yeah. And, um, I'm still learning to believe me every day. <laughs> We all are, yeah, no problem.